Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's going on today, Reggie? What's going on, Ken? The screen yeah. looks a little different today, man. It, screen it, looks it a little does, different. Yeah, for those that are, are catching us on uh, YouTube Live, uh, joining us today is our, our the friend of the Oh, we lost you. Man, he froze right at the climactic moment. He sure did, didn't he? Can, can you hear us, Ken? Ken is stuck. <laughs> we we taking over the show. What's I going know. on? Well, I, hey, hey. I'm Anthony Armstrong. I know That's who right. I am. That's right. Ken. He's frozen. We got Reggie over there. I guess I'm guess I'm co-hosting now. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, man. Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. I kept jumping on with these guys. I'm glad y'all having me. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you having it. And I think what Ken was getting ready to say was a friend of the show because uh, you've been on with us before. And uh, I think it was right around August training camp time frame and uh, kind of gave us a perspective uh, from a player's perspective doing training camp and everything. And uh, so, of course, we we had a great time with you and wanted to kind of bring you back on. And yeah. uh, looks, looks like we didn't drop Ken off. Yeah, but, Ken uh, is all the way out of the show. It's like Survivor. And he's like, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. And that was like instantly in the show. Uh, that's I mean, fast. That's uh, ironic how that happened. Definitely not on purpose. But he'll be not, back. Not on he'll purpose, man. We, we weren't trying to kick O'Ken out, man. Um, but he's working to get back. A little technical difficulty there on his end, I think. Um, but again, we just wanted to have Anthony back. Uh, as everybody knows, this is our bye week. Uh, for the season for the Washington Commanders. Have you gotten used to saying that yet, Anthony? You know, um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I usually just, I usually just default to Washington. That way I know I'm kind of covered, you know, regardless yep. of the era of uh -huh. the team. And sometimes you have to like gauge the, the, the fan and look how old they are to be like, Washington. Uh, okay, right, okay, right, you know, they're like, yeah, Washington. Yeah, and what and what I found is some 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 of the people what I'm here is even though they know it's commander, they want you to say Redskin, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like you know, but but it is what it is, man. I, I but I'm with you. I most mostly find myself saying Washington more than anything, and uh, and I just usually I'm safe because I never know the audience that I'm that I'm talking to at the time and yeah. who's because I, I I've actually have found some people actually get frustrated when I say commanders and they want it, want it to remain the Redskins. And it's like, mm -hmm. listen, guy, we, the name is what it is. It is not going back and they're not going to change it. So, so, but with that, well, look, look who's back. There he is. Welcome Technical back, difficulties. I, you know, as I always say, I'm going to blame the intern. We'll blame the <laughs> daggone interns. Uh, they, they, they stepped on a cable or a wire or something. And, Unplugged uh, you, huh? Yeah. Some, something yeah. happened. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but just to, just to catch you up, man, we were just talking about we were just landed out that uh, we we're on a bye week and how we was having Anthony back um, mm -hmm. on the show for us. And uh, and I mentioned the name Commanders and stuff and what his thoughts on on as it got used to the new name. And uh, but at any rate, um, <clears throat> here we are. It's, it's typically we say midway through the season, but we're actually three quarters of the way through the season. And the team is having their bye week in uh, for week 14. So I ask you this, Anthony, how is that as a player? You prefer bye week in the middle, toward the end? Doesn't matter just as long as you get it? I mean, where where do we stand on that? 
Man, I tell you, getting the bye week, um, generally you want it kind of, I say early to early to mid-season. That's kind of how I would always like it because you think you've had the training camp, uh, all that build up plus the first part of the season, right? Okay. And then if it's in that early to mid part of the year, you're almost perfectly splitting that stuff in half. Okay. Week 14 is a long way down there. I mean, you got to yeah. think they started in, you know, in early what, August or so, so mid to yeah. early August, somewhere in there. And they've played football that whole entire time. Yes, there was that, you know, Thursday to Sunday where it's like a 10 day break. But outside of that, I mean, a bye week is different than that than that Thursday to Sunday turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting that bye week is something you look forward to. But I think Washington is in a totally different situation with this bye week. I think they have to treat it differently um, because they are trying to get into the playoffs and right. taking a trip to Mexico right now probably is, shouldn't be the highest priority to be <laughs> right. right. And, right. And that's what I was going to ask you. So what is typical for a player during a bye week? So clearly, I guess sometimes it's OK to take a trip. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, coaches are going to, you know, have their uh, post-game meetings and they'll say, hey, look, you know, this is the day we need to report back and, you know, y'all be safe and so on and so forth. Carry on. And and I can't, I'm not sure if it's like in the NFL, you know, CBA. I'm sure it is that you have to give, you know, players the time to go away and you can't make them stay at the right. facility. But um, I mean, it, it, I think it ranges. You know, some players have trips planned, you know. I mean, being real, back when I was on the team, we didn't have much to play for. Um, so people had trips planned. And they were like, well, I'm going to go take my trip and I'll be back and we'll finish the season. And it is what it is. I, I stayed in town just because that's who I was. But, yeah. um, you know, getting away from the game for a little bit, even if it's like a little, you know, staycation or something like that, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good welcome break just because you've been grinding for so long. But uh, yeah, the schedules can change based on based on how the season goes. Well, well, I guess what I was getting at is it's not necessarily frowned upon. And but no, but to your point, but to your point with the mindset of the team at this point in the season, it's all push for the playoff mindset. So therefore, the, the unwritten expectation, if you will, is that you want people to stay focused and not be thinking about all of this other stuff outside. Take the week off, rest up, get healthy and come back with the same intensity for, for um, the Giants um, in two weeks. Absolutely. That's yeah. that's key. I would I would be like, look, I'm sure Terry McLaurin, Chase, John Allen, they probably said, hey, guys, we're going to be up here watching tape and find a way to get better. I'd spend this time with my teammates. I know as much as, you know, y- your wife and your girls probably <laughs> over there looking at you like, now, look, it's been you know, almost three months now right. since we've done anything or four months. It's like, baby, baby, look, I either got I either have four more weeks left of football or I have a chance to have four plus one up to four more games. So. Right. Right. And, and playoff check. Right. Exactly. Playoff checks and just playoff, you know, check. playoff check, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, just like, hey, come on now. Like it, it's just it's just a sacrifice. It's the life yeah. you've chosen. You know, yeah. it's the life you've chosen. You got to sacrifice just a little bit for this this time. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this real quick and before Ken jump in here. So what thoughts, opinions, if if you, if you have any, if you don't want to touch it, that's fine. But on the uh, Sean Taylor memorial that the uh, team and the uh, Taylor family put together um, a week ago, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I honestly say I think the, the grand side of it, grand look is that the expectations didn't meet the reality um and 
the term permanent installation, my mind jumped immediately to a statue. I'm thinking like statue, like like Shaq at Staples Center, you know, this big mm-hmm. bronze. That's what that's what my mind went to. And I think that's what a lot of fans' minds went to. Correct. Um, and then whenever you know, I'm following on Twitter to see, and then you see that it was, you know, like a wire frame with the uniform draped over it. And then it, you know, it was encased in glass and there was moments around it. Uh, I was like, okay, all right. I, I just took it as like, wow, I thought I was thinking statue, but it's something different. Right. And mind you, I'm learning, I'm learning through the internet. So I'm sure that there was something that was said when it was, when it was being presented and saying like, these are Sean's like last, this is his last uniform or, you know what I'm saying? Right. There's a, there's, I'm, I'm sure they didn't just say, go grab a quick 21 Jersey and throw it on there. Um, you know, could they have had some details about like the face mask taping the face mask? I think that would have been kind of cool. Um, but once again, I don't, I don't know, you know, what was the story behind the helmet? I mean, you know, yeah, as far as I remember, I think he, he did the taped face mask, uh, taped face mask a few times, but it wasn't like always. Right. So, you know, so I, I think that the fans love and admiration for Sean Taylor is so high that they want the best for, you know, Sean. And that did not meet it. Not saying that it was bad. And I can't say that it was bad because his family was involved. And his family, if his family loves it, I mean, who are we to even get mad at anybody? You know what I'm saying? Who who are we to get upset with that? 100% right. And that was kind of our take. I think, to your point, we we learned from it uh, via the internet as well. And, of course, when we first saw it, it had the crowd around, so all we saw was the glass case uniform, and, and and we didn't think it was great by any means. And then we saw the the entire thing by itself. And to your point, you saw the moments around it, and we also learned that the family was involved. And at that point, we were like, "Well, hey, listen, if they were cool with it, who are we to be upset about it?" I just felt like, even with that, if I was doing something for you. Even if you're cool, I'm going to try to exceed your expectation. And I thought they could have done a little bit more yeah. with it. And the family still would have been just as happy with yeah. it. So, yeah. but, but, but to your point, once I found out the family was cool with it, yeah. there's nothing else for me to say about it kind of deal. So, and, and, I, and I have to add, I, whenever, and we spoke about it on our on my show, is whenever they mentioned that they were going to have an installation, this was right when they were buying land in like Woodbridge or Dumfries or wherever. And mm-hmm. it was like, well, where's the stadium going to be? You know, how do you put in a permanent installation in a place that you may not even be? So, I, you know, frankly, who knew where they were going to be? Right. So in my eyes, I, I, I was thinking statue, but I was like, does that does that lean towards saying we're staying at FedEx if, you, if they stick a statue right in front of the stadium? Mm hmm. It's, I mean, I don't know. There's so many different ways that that can play out. I mean, that doesn't mean that, you know, new ownership can't say, hey, we're going to, you know, we move the team and we're going to put a, stadium, a statue in front of it. So there, there could be more, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, hey. And, and I, I suspect that there will be more. I yeah. There will be more down the road. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? You can still pay your respects to Sean Taylor. You know what I mean? You still can pay your respects regardless if it's a statue or, you know, the permanent installation that's there. So um, shoot, pay respects to the man, you know, that's pay right. respects that's to the man in the memory. Don't 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 necessarily worry about the earthly uh, displays <laughs> that, that are put towards. Them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. The, uh, you know, before I got cut off there with technical difficulties, I, we were talking about 
or I, I had mentioned about the ups and downs of of Washington season, right? As, as a fan and as as a player, um, you know, because we started out uh, the first five games one and four, and then since then we've gone six one and one. I mean, it's it's like two totally different seasons. As a player, how hard is it to make the adjustments during the season to get the results that we're seeing the back? half of the game so far versus the first four games because i mean you know when we when you look at the first four games of the defense um the, the defense is like what in the world is going on here del rio get get out of town uh you know who are these who are these bums that we've drafted at the, at the line of scrimmage and fast yeah. forward you know a handful of weeks and all of a sudden we're like this is the defense that we thought that they would be <laughs> for, for the last couple of years right. so yeah. how, how does how does a team because to me, it seems like it'd be difficult to make those changes in season. And I just want to get your opinion of, of, you know, how, how that is done. I mean, granted, it's one step at a time, everybody accountable, but as a player, how do you make such a dramatic change during the season? Like they've done. Yeah, that's a good question. Ken, I, I'm willing to bet that if you go and look at the tape, from week one all the way till now, there's not a whole lot that's that's different. You're starting, you're going to start to see some, you know, some more uh, better execution and people playing better together. Uh, I mean, those first four games, you know, five games really, obviously, I guess technically six. Um, you had you had a whole new quarterback with a whole new offense, right? And he's learning on the go. I think having Carson Wentz in there kind of held Scott Turner back. He he wasn't able to go as deep into the bag as he would like to uh, with, as he can with Taylor Heineke, simply because Taylor Heineke has spent more time in the offense. I mean, it only right. makes sense uh, if you look at it that way to say, you know, hey, I can go way down to page 330 uh, with Taylor because he knows it all, right? right and then right. Carson, Carson may – He's like, oh, I remember that play, but he may not execute as well. You know what I'm saying? So right, that, right, that's right. something to consider. Um, then, you know, I think getting people back healthy, that's been hel- that's been helpful. You know, so you have new bodies come in. Brian Robinson's getting in there. That's that's brought some identity to that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that side of it just kept swinging together. I would say offense is just a keep chopping wood type of thing. Uh, I always felt like it was going to be a, it was going to be a four to six week uh bumpy road before that offense kind of got rolling uh it's a I didn't expect it to be a change in quarterback to kind of help push that along but it is what it is you know you have to take it how you can and I think having Taylor in there has helped having Brian Robinson has helped uh because you get a much better play calling balance I think from Scott Turner so um for whatever reason I think they were a little bit too pass happy with Carson but I think not having Brian and trying to keep AG from having to run the ball 25 times, it's hard to strike that balance. So it's right. a good point. Good point. Yeah. So I think that's the first side. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, you, you talked about, you know, four to six weeks for the offense to get in a groove. And about the time that they may or may not have with Wentz, uh, Heineke comes along. And while they've been successful, the offense definitely hasn't been, they, they I'll, I'll say, I think they've, they've left, a lot of points on the field that they could have come away with. Do you think the last, the next four weeks and, and throughout the season, this bye week and everything that the offense can actually still get better by, you know, by whatever four to, I mean, four to seven points a game with the way this defense is playing would be a tremendous lift for the team. Uh, do, do you think there's room for improvement 
um, on the offense? You think they can at this point of the season? Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and you have to. Uh, this is a bye week of of self scouting and figuring out how you're going to improve this team in a few spots. And I was taking some notes about what I think they need to do uh, moving ahead. And number one, you got to figure out how to get red zone touchdowns over field goals. Right. Yeah, you Man. go back to that New York game. Yes. I think that the very that second drive when they kicked that field goal, uh, I, I wish Ron would have went for it because number one, if you go up 14-0, that's a that sends a different message to that to that opposing team. Because yes. if you if you play Madden, you down 21-0, you off the sticks. Get out of here. Right. If you're down 14-0, you're one score away. And that's been from a, f- a fumble uh, by your quarterback, and then you know, another dominating drive by the other team. You gotta be feeling like, oh crap. And that's gonna change the play call and so on and so forth. 10-0, that's like, hey, we bailed out, we get two scores, now we're up. And the rest of the game plays out differently. But you got to figure out how to get the ball in the end zone. That's number one. Um, I saw some spots. I think they need to develop a few counter punches. Um, They ran like that little quick screen like six times. The next play off of that is you pump the screen and the other guy runs down the sideline. That's got to be coming somewhere down the line. I don't know if he was holding on to it because of the next matchup against uh, New York again. Uh, But they got to find some – you got to find some big plays. Uh, off of the stuff that you're already doing really well, and they got to find and get some get some big punches. I think. Well, I've noticed that the team struggles to get over that 20 point mark, and that goes right right to Ken's point here is that they have to seem to be able to get a few extra points um, out of the offense. And so, one of the things that that I've talked about with with uh, Ken is because I've been very critical of Scott Turner and and some of the play calling. And one of the things that I would like to see the idea that he would steal and, 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 and you being a former wide receiver, maybe you can tell me that whether you've seen this from Scott Turner, you can run the same play, but you can have the ability to run out of that play, pass out of that play, call the auto bit, the line of scrimmage. And because he will, he will run in a run formation. And I never really see Taylor check out of the run and throw a slant to Terry or, or do something different with bring Curtis in motion. But it's like every time we bring Curtis in motion, almost every time it's either handoff to Curtis or handoff to the running back. And I just wish that we would be a little more creative in the play calling or, and again, I see Sean, Sean McVay do it a lot. It would be the exact same formation, but there yeah. may be two or three different plays out of that same formation. Yeah. And you don't know what they're going to do on from yeah. the defensive side. Yeah, now that's that's the self-scouting side of things, right? That's where you look at your your film. You look at Washington versus everybody else, and you look and see what do we do more often on first downs? What do we do? Like, hey, like if you're catching up on it, not 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 knocking you, but I'm saying if, if the everyday fan can look and see, hey, every time when Curtis goes to Samuel, you know, Curtis goes in motion, he either gets the ball, or, you know, it's either these two things, it's never this. Mm-hmm. defenses know those things right well, that's what we said so i don't take offense yeah. to it because that's what we we talk about it we go to the yeah. to the bar here locally right and i say if we can sit here and see this the guys that get paid the big dollars yeah. to scout this kind of stuff they have to be seeing this right yeah absolutely and I, there's a play you mentioned that i put it on the twitter and it it i gotta watch it on the all 22 but it's, i know it's gonna piss me off but in overtime in overtime okay. that second down that yes. right, right at midfield, the second down run. That's I feel like they. I don't. I don't remember the pace, but he got up to the line of scrimmage and just handed it off 
to Ryan Robinson. Kayvon Thibodeau made a crazy up and under move on Logan Thomas. It almost looked like, you know, like the play should have been a false start. So I don't know. Either way, lost two yards. Mm-hmm. On the backside, you had Curtis Samuel, and I'm going to say, let's say it's uh, Terry McLaurin. But they both had 10 yards of separation. There's a bubble. He's running a bubble. Mm-hmm. His defender got on the line of scrimmage and blitzed. They sold out on the run. If if he if you look up and you throw the bubble, you got Curtis Samuel with 10 yards of space and a right. guy that's and you got a blocker. So that's one on one. That's and all we needed was a field goal. Yeah, and Curtis all is gonna make that guy miss. Yeah. If he's gonna make it, that was probably a touchdown. Walk off touchdown, and you're out of here. And and I don't know now that I think about it, I don't know that I've seen Taylor call very many audibles at, at the line of scrimmage. And he may not have they may not they may not call a lot. It, may, it varies from you know team to team. Some teams are like call it what I run what I call. And yeah. it's built in where if you get a too high look, then you're gonna be working this, you know, side of it. If you're getting a single high look, you're working this side of it. So you know, it they may and not I, have a lot of that extra stuff added in right now. Well, I can appreciate the simplicity of it, right? I mean, we, we know we don't have Tom Brady under center. So I can appreciate Scott trying to simplify the offensive play calling for a guy like uh, Taylor Heineke, who's been a journeyman, or Carson Wentz, who was in his first year in the offense. But, again, you can line up in the same formation and run maybe two or three different plays out of it. Oh, no, defense, you're right. The defense is going to think is, oh, we've seen this before on tape. No, you haven't. You're right. You something a little bit different, right? You're right. So, I mean, and that's what I, that's why I really feel like hopefully, you know, they are doing some self scouting to figure some stuff out there. We just, just add in a few different wrinkles, especially because you're going to play the same exact, the same team. And I'm, I'm willing to bet 99.9 percent of this stuff that New York runs is going to be the same. Like okay. they don't have, they're not going to have as much time to like roll out a whole new off, like a whole new package of stuff. Washington no, they're, they're does. Philly this week. Exactly. They got to play Philly. Why can't make a whole lot of changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to play Philly and then come back and play Washington and try to fight them. Like these is, these are not easy matchups. So yeah. I, I would anticipate that you're going to probably see a lot of the same thing. Maybe a few wrinkles here and there, but for the most part, it's the same thing you're going to get this past week. You got to have a counter punch to what they did to you. Well, I'd come out, you. fake the screen and go up the top off first play of the game. That's what I do. Well, let me ask you this because we did our post game, um, podcast after the Giants game and when we got on Ken and I were just kind of I don't know how to feel about it so as a player how do players truly feel about Ty I know publicly well we didn't lose we didn't win it didn't hurt us but whatever the case but how do players truly feel about ties it's just if it just feels like you almost wasted your whole day you're like, man, I done, done ran around and did all of this and and it don't count for anything. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, oh, we didn't lose, so we don't really hurt ourselves, but damn. You didn't win either. You know, it's kind of a dull feeling, huh? It is it is dull. And I mean yeah. it it felt dull when I why I was just like, mm, yeah. man, that's kind of funky. Like, we sure we don't got like an extra all this World Cup action. We don't got any extra time. We can <laughs> Yeah. But but what what made me more mad was the fact that I know that they that 
when I when it happened, I was like, they let this, they let this, they let this one go. They lost this game more than the Giants took it. Yes. They lost that game in yes. mind. There's four plays where I could say, y'all lost this game yep. and, and let that happen. And and it shouldn't Absolutely. Been Absolutely. Absolutely, man. 100 percent Yeah, def- definitely ahead. a game of kick. I would say definitely a game of kicking uh kicking yourselves in the butt. Um you know, I, I know everybody's talking about it, and and with the struggling offense, uh, what <laughs> everybody talked about it at some point. Any any uh, opinion on your side of uh, if they should bring Wentz in at this point in the season, or just keep riding with Heineke? I know he's uh, while the we've been winning, a lot of that has been on the defense, and the, and the offense is a little bit better, but it's not monumentally better. Yeah. Um, but but there seems to be a chemistry, right? There's there's a there's a it factor with with uh, with Heineke. But do you do you think there's any any reason why they should go with Wentz at this point? I, I had posted that my like quick thoughts, like, and I'm and I had to listen to the game. I'm I'm not sure how y'all were pay, taking it in, but I had to listen to it. And my quick thoughts was like, I feel like they're gonna have to have a deep conversation about just considering do we want to bring Carson back? Yes or no. And I feel like they have to table it. But ultimately, when I watched the tape, I was like, wasn't as bad as I thought. Wasn't as bad as I thought. Was Were there some, you know, close calls? Sure. You know, but I mean, I feel like a lot of that is, hey, let's look at the tape. Let's let's study ourselves, Taylor. We've got seven, eight games of tape of you. You know, people are kind of picking up your tendencies. You obviously like to go to ta- uh, to, to uh, Sean, Terry. 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 You like to go to Terry quite often, right? Like, so th- for me, it's just watch some tape and then tweak how you play a little bit, change your eyes a little bit, and then you're going to be fine. Because if you got chemistry, you got to keep that chemistry going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I-, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, do you think that um, we talked about Turner? I know I noticed um, in the last couple games we haven't gone long. Do you think it's because Taylor doesn't throw? He doesn't have a nearly as strong of an arm as, as Wentz. But do you think it's it's more of the scheme or or the play calling, or do you think he's just not comfortable? Or or I mean, because I don't think they've thrown a pass in the air more than twelve or fifteen yards in the last two or three weeks. Yeah, so yeah. Fred is down there right now. Um, yeah. Just your thoughts on, on on that part of of the offense right now? Yeah, I think you got to look up front, man. The old line is hurting. And I, you saw they gave up what five sacks or something like that. It, right. Quite a few sacks and hits this last week. And whereas it's like, man, throw it downfield. It's like, yeah, you got to have time to do it. You know, sure, yeah. if, if you if you don't have the block and if you don't feel comfortable in it, then you know you're going to be kind of hamstrung. But also, I, I I do think a lot of that scheme and identity of you know run the ball, time of possession, lead with the run that's that's what the identity is um but i think i just think the counterpunch you're gonna have to develop a play action shot play that's gonna be able to work um but once again i feel like maybe the protection isn't there especially with so many people going out last week it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in part two but But, they're gonna have to figure it out but even over the the i'm gonna call it the win streak the the last six seven weeks when the run game was working I've always heard, never played the game, as you know, but I've always heard that play action comes off of the run game. And we've had some good success running the game with the run game, but it doesn't seem that they do a lot of the play action taking the, the, the shot downfield. So it's yeah. like, 
the thing that you you that you hear that we that we have to have to make it work, we have it, and yet we don't use it. Yeah, does, does yeah. that make sense? No, so, no, I feel I feel you on that. You know, it's like we why don't we do that? Because we got some dogs, man. Between Dotson and Samuel and Terry. Those boys, you don't see the alligator arms. Those boys seem to go for yeah. the ball, man, and they got some skills. Yeah. And so you get them in that one-on-one matchup, I'll take my chance with those guys, man. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at the tape to see just exactly, like, what they're seeing and what they're going up against. Because on one side, schematically, you know, they might not see a lot of, you know, favorable looks to try to go deep. I mean, there's a lot of speed out there. Yeah. And, and the, if there's anything that a team's going to want to do, they're going to at least try to take away those deep shots, right? So, so, they're, so they're playing back is your point, right? That's, what, that's, what, that's one thing I'm going to assume. Okay. I'm going to assume that they're probably playing back and they're forcing things to be up front, and, and that's all fine. Um, but then I, I want to see like, – I feel like it's hard to do – whenever we ran play action with Kyle Shanahan and his offense, it was generally out of a, you know – a more of a downhill inside zone scheme, maybe outside zone, but it wasn't much of the, you know, weren't, they weren't doing this jet sweep stuff. Okay. So I feel like maybe the jet sweep stuff, I don't know if it plays well to going deep too much. It's the thing I got to study. I really got to look at the tape and see because I, I, I do agree. We haven't really, the has been the only guy to really kind of get downfield and then occasionally he'll take a shot to Terry or, or here or there. But we, we joked mm-hmm. about it. We joked about it several weeks ago that when Carson went on IR, the one guy who was not happy about it was Dami Brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because last year when Taylor started, he was completely missing. And, and we know why the guys, he's the deep threat. And then when Carson come, comes in, play the first few weeks he made some throws to to yeah. um Jamie brown and then when he went down we don't know where Jamie brown is right i mean you know jokingly yeah. but but yeah his his downfield speed downfield part of his game man it becomes nolan void once taylor got in the game and i like taylor heineke i mean yeah. i'm not as big as fan as of of his as ken is uh but but <laughs> But I like the guy. I, I do. I I, I, I like I like his spunk, his spunk and his grit. Um, yeah. I, I recognize where his talent level is. I think um, most fans would agree that there's a good chance that Washington will do things to try to get a new starting quarterback, one way or another, uh, in, at the beginning of 2023. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but. I, I think most people would think that there's room for an upgrade at quarterback, whether that's Wentz or that's Heineke. Yeah. Um, and, and you're going to have to get to that point, whether it's next year or the year after to make a, to be a consistent uh, playoff running team. So that is true. I, I think, I think ultimately you got to have better quarterback play Just you know, there's better quarterback play. And then, yeah, you'll, Obviously, yes. I know that you know you want to get somebody that's going to be a franchise guy, big, strong, cannon arm, you know, big, tall, statuesque guy. And um, I know you're on the search for that. I, I I feel like the way this year is gone. I think they should they should pause on trying to go all out for a quarterback, okay. and and 
work on filling up, improve, hell, improve the old line. Right. You've obviously shown that you can win with Heineke, and sure, it can be a little. It can be a little, you know, make your heart thump a little crazy. Heart blood pressure goes up, and yeah. you know, like it happens. But I mean, six one and one, you know, one of the better records in that whole streak in the league. They were, right? they, were the, they were the best in the league doing that stretch. Yeah, during yeah. that stretch. I mean, you you can't you can't like we can't hate on that. You no, know what I mean? No. Like you can't hate on that. And sure, he's. he's He's not, he's not big. You know, here, here's what we remind me. Y'all, y'all in Texas, y'all know this. If y'all from Texas, y'all know, remember the name Major Apple White? I sure do. Remember Major <laughs> Apple White at University of Texas? Right. And little short, six foot one, left handed, red hair, freckled guy, like not, not anywhere near your stereotypical quarterback. Right. I remember when UT signed a guy. By the name of Chris Sims. Now, actually, he was the lefty. Chris Sims, six foot five, blonde, golden boy. His daddy played for the Giants. His name is Phil. DNA. You got to play this guy. And I remember they forced him in. They they put they continually threw Chris Sims in there, and Chris Sims he would get into sticky situations. And what would they do, Reggie? They would bring an apple. Here comes Major Applewhite, six foot one and all. He would go down there. He got him to win. They will win. The worst thing that happened to uh, Major Applewhite was Chris Sims. That and, absolutely, but and Major Applewhite was like the Drew Brees. Like he was so good for people who don't know. The dude would right. just win. And yep. Six foot one, don't look like he can do it. Weenie arm, whatever. He found a way to win. Every and time. that's what you got in Taylor Heineke. That's what you got of him. It 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 hurts to watch it. I felt it. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh Lord, have mercy. Holy <laughs> man, it sounds like you're throwing the ball right at the wrong color jersey. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like that's how I feel. But it's like also but when there's a, yeah, but when there's a minute 52 left in the game in the fourth quarter, I'm like, Taylor's gonna figure it out, figure it out. He's gonna so get me, he's gonna put us in a good situation. Well, let me ask you something because Ken, Ken and I have talked about this before. It seems like when it's the right before the half or we need to score as we saw to you know in the Giants game where he drove down the field to to tie the ball game up you seem to get some good quarterback play and some improvising out of Taylor Heineke seems like when he's in up tempo yeah what's the downside to running up tempo if that's part of his strength because I know you don't want to do it all the whole game yeah. But you can go up tempo just to change the pace of the game. Oh yeah, but, but they but they don't do it. So as a, as a former player, what's the downside to doing that? Well, you know, I, I'll say first off, generally the reason why you see a lot of success from almost any quarterback when they go into a little two minute situation is because it forces the defenses to be very basic. They don't usually they usually can't dial up something exotic. They can't you know, go and do a funky type of a blitz. And they're probably going to just play a base cover three or cover, you know, something simple. So that's why you usually see people pick things apart. But that's usually why people go up tempo, because you have to be simplistic on defense. Uh, I would think that. And the defense can't sub a lot. The defense can't sub. Give them a chance to sub in. Correct. So they can't really mix things up a lot. And I would like to see them mix it up a little bit here and there. But I don't, I feel like the, I feel like whenever Washington goes to a pass happy set, the drives aren't as good. 
they they seem like they don't have as much production whenever they led with the pass. But whenever they get back to saying we're just going to run the ball, then they have a much more effective drive. So, yeah, it's, wherever they mix it in at, I'm I'm intrigued to see where they do it. But yeah. if they're going to have success with it, I think it would be good. But once again, you put the ball in 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 well, know, well, bad well, situations sometimes. Again, you know, a little up tempo with Taylor is a little bit different than up tempo with Carson, right? I mean, Taylor's no. got a mobility; he can run, he can move. I mean, yeah. there's plays where he rolled out, you know, and kind of bootleg out. And I mean, again, when we're running the ball, man, a little, a little fake handoff to B. Rob, and he bootleg out the other way, and maybe one of the tight end, tight end sneaking out in the in, yeah. in the flat or something, just something to just move the chain. Yeah. Even if it's just eight yards, you just now it's second and two, right? You just yeah. just getting the offense, moving the ball down, up and down the field, and I just I don't know, man. It's just we sit I mean, there, and we watch it every Sunday, and sometimes it's like, come on, man, <laughs> come on, don't, don't just line up and give it to the back and let's let him run up the middle. Yeah. And I love and I love B. Rob. You can obviously see he has he's continued to recover from his injury because he looks a hell of a lot different now than what he did when he the first That's few true. weeks that he was back. Cause a man, that dude, that dude gets some tough yards. Yeah, he, 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 he's, he's in, yeah, he enjoys uh, dropping his shoulder and dragging people a couple yards. You see him get up and he, and he has a smile. He he likes inflicting that pain and uh, and wearing people out. You, you can definitely see that in him. Yes, indeed, and that's one of the. I remember uh, Ryan Terrain. Ryan Terrain used to run, you know, tall, long, you know, running back, but mm-hmm. would, would lay the hammer. My Gosh, I remember the game against it was one of the games against Philly and he broke through. I think it was on the left side, usually left or the right side. And there was some safety that was unfortunately in his way. And oh, my, he folded that suck up like a lawn chair and like high stepped into the end zone. Oh, uh-huh. it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. My goodness. It, it brings that attitude, man, when you got a running back that's going to lay that lay that hat on somebody. Yeah, he's getting some tough yards. But uh, well, let me ask you this. Um, speaking from a defensive side. I know we we do not know the extent of Chase's injury. Um, are you surprised that he's been back, I guess, probably for the past two weeks, maybe three, and, and Ron has talked about Chase being close, and each time we thought he was going to play, and then it was a game-time decision. He didn't play. So we figured we'll see him the following week. Same deal. He got He got sick. And then, and then this past week, we thought he played in New York, and he didn't play in New York. And I'm not saying that I want him to to come back, or they, I certainly don't want them to rush this guy back. Mm-hmm. But very similar to the Sean Taylor Memorial, they've set the expectation that once Chase was released, he was healthy enough to play. And yet, it's been three weeks, and we've not seen him. So I'm just a little surprised by it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I, I I've. Number one, I'd say I'd say I've trusted this team with how they've handled injuries all year. Um, you okay. go back to Curtis Samuel. I mean, everybody was up in arms. He only practices two days in a row. I want to see him go three days in a row to show me he's really he can do it. This dude has been having a hell of a season. Absolutely. And they and they and they said from the jump, we have a plan. We're going to take our time. We're going to be okay. Right. Um, I think the similar things with Chase Young. You know, there's really no reason to rush him back. Um, I mean, if you're being real, the defense has been playing well without him. So in my head, in my mind, I said it on my show, it's like a draw for Uno. 
in my head, he's he. I don't got to play him this week. He's still we we winning without him. Let's just ride on and let's see what we can do. Um, but if you go back, um, I didn't really think he was going to come out the first week he was cleared uh, against Atlanta. Uh, it's rainy. If you got kids, sure. And illness, you don't want them to be out there in the cold. That's that's a nice and easy way to say you don't want them to play. But I don't think it would have been smart to go against Atlanta. You obviously see that they run the ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's wet. That's new grass. He's going to have to stick his foot in the ground, surgically repaired foot or knee in the ground and try to take on people trying to block him and deal with uh, trying to read, court read option and stuff like that. Mm-mm. Don't worry about it. Don't need him to beat Atlanta. I think that's fine. Go to New York. You go and Google. There's a first article that talks about knee injuries, major injuries that have happened in MetLife Field. Yes, uh, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't want to put him on that turf. Fair enough. But if you also think strategically, if they're playing out how the rest of the season can go, I'm going to roll the Giants and let them see us without Chase Young, knowing that I had the bye week in my pocket, and then I can bring him out for the next game. Fair Everybody's enough. like, shut him down for the season. He obviously is hurt. That don't mean he hurt. You don't have to play the guy just because he's healthy. Right. I'd I'd give I'd rather have Chase Young in a four-game sprint playing passing downs only. At 15, 12 to 15 reps. Whatever third down and long is, here come 99. <laughs> Teams hire Von Miller for that. Absolutely. They got Von Miller for passing downs. I don't see why that's a problem. I, and everybody wants to shut the guy down so much. I mean, j- maybe they're thinking strategically. I'm thinking strategically how this is an ace in the hole. This is my draw four card. And somebody okay. thinks they got it. And I'm just like, bam, here comes Chase Young uh, uh, on top of what we already got going on defense. So gotcha. that's, that's my fair. play. That's Ooh. fair. Okay. Hey, I, I, and that's that's why we brought you on, man, to give us another perspective because you Absolutely. know, Ken, Ken and I, we've talked about it. Um, I, I'm certainly not at liberty to sit here and try to say whether or not Chase should or should not play. My only thing is, as fans, we only know about by what they tell us, yeah. and they've led us to believe that he's been fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. He wasn't going to come back the week, the first week he was released. But beyond that, they've always maintained. And so yeah. the question becomes, well, then why isn't he playing? That's gamesmanship, though. That's gamesmanship. Yeah. That ain't for y'all. That ain't for y'all. <laughs> that's that's for that's for Brian Dable. That's for 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 Mike McCarthy. That's for them to worry about. Okay. Because I'm, right I, can, I promise you, time is of the essence whenever you are, you know, coaching. And you only have so much time. Yes. And and I've I've heard coaches say it before. I'd be like, Coach, why are you running? Why are you showing that trick play in the preseason? Why are you putting this on tape? They say if I can have if they spend two minutes on that play, that means they haven't spent two minutes on something else that we do really well. Yeah, oh, that's fair. You only get so much time. So if they're sitting there thinking, Hey, ninety nine, ninety nine might be there. Hey, this is what we're gonna do if ninety nine's in. They've spent they have the, the game plan for that. Exactly. Now, now, if you go in and the coach says, well, you know what? We, we, we thought he was bluffing and he wasn't going to play. So we didn't even think about Chase Young and they haven't thought of a, Hey, we're going to chip him every time he's over there. We're going to put a tight end. That dude will lose his job saying you didn't prepare for, for, for a great pass rusher like that. (laughs) You got to, that's why, that's why Bill Belichick says everybody's questionable because it's a 50, 50 chance. You have to at least consider, Hey, he might be there. 
what do we do if Chase Young is there? We're going to put it back to his side. We're going to put a tight end over here. That takes somebody out of the pass coverage. It slows it down. Yeah. It affects the game. So I'd say just be patient. Be patient. I mean, well, hey, if he, if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. But I, I think he'll be there eventually. Well, I'm going to steal that next time Ken and I tell him, like, Ken, that ain't for us. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not for us, Ken. <laughs> it ain't for us. It is not. It's not. Yeah, man. That is not. That is for us uh, to get yeah. mad at. Like, we want to yeah, see Chase point. Young selfishly. We want to see Chase Young on the field. But, I mean, I'd rather see him in a, you know, when it's like 48, 45, 50-degree weather, nice and sunny, dry grass on at FedEx Field. Put him on a, on a good turf. Don't take that Ferrari off-road. I got you. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm going to give Ken a shot here because I, I know just for the sake of time, we don't, we don't want to have you too long here because we appreciate you taking a few minutes. Um, I got about three questions that I'm going to just going to be a shotgun question at you. Ken, I'm going to let Ken go ahead and go if he got some more questions for you. The question I have is, is the remaining four games, you know, how do you see it finishing out? I mean, you know, the, the team has a chemistry going, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, every game is, is is crucial at this point. You know, for all lack of better terms, you know, we're in, we're in playoff mode right now. Uh, How how do you see, how do you see Washington? Again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but how do you, how do you see Washington finishing uh, out the season here? I tell you, they need to go four and oh. That's what you need to worry about doing if you're in Ashburn, Virginia. Just focus on winning each game. Um, and, you know, is that going to be an easy road? No, it isn't. I mean, you got Dallas down there that that's looking really good. And um, San Francisco, without Jimmy G, that helps you out a little bit. But you still know they're they're a good team. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a challenge traveling. I mean, the defense just does not like to let people score. So um, if you can't figure out how to – I'll say that game right there could probably be the lowest scoring affair. Um, if if you can stop big plays by San Francisco, you could see two pretty good defenses just battle it out. It'd be like a nine to six game, right? Yeah. Like ugly. Uh, I think that you're going to have to bring enough new wrinkles and stop the quarterback run against the Giants. Um, I think I think if you can, if they keep that net around Jimmy G, uh, not Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, if they pressure him up the middle and kind of around the edge rather than leaving the gaps in the middle, they should be they should be able to handle that team pretty well. Uh, like that Cleveland game's a little little scary, a little scary. There's some names over there. I mean, Nick yeah. Chubb and Mari Cooper and Miles Garrett. Uh, hell, Deshaun Watson just came back, so uh, that ain't no easy matchup. But at least you got him on home turf. Deshaun will have had a couple games under his belt as well by the, by yeah. the time he sees us. Yeah, and plus uh, he can run. He can run too. So I mean, he yeah, could take yeah. off on you. Um, yeah. And then that he's, Dallas he's game. That Dallas game, you don't know. You know, are they going to? be in a situation where they're like hey maybe we don't play the starters and i think so i think so but but then again do you do that against a rival you know what i'm saying i don't know somebody might have to the playoffs anyway yeah even if they played them for a half i think i think dallas is gonna probably come off the gas in that last game yeah so if that's something that you could i mean I just say the best way to do it is just try to win everything. Win out, yeah, and they're all cool. they're all winnable games. Um, take them one game at a time, but it, you got to get healthy. Oh my goodness, we're missing BSJ. We're missing Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, yeah. That that was a weak point, and you know I, I think he plays in the next Giants game. I need I, we need I, him to. We yeah. do, we do absolutely. We need him back. So I was kind of okay with them not using him because at, giving him that bye week and an extra week to to get yeah. to heal up and get get better. So 
Yeah. Um, so real quick, man, I got just a couple questions for you. Just kind of some light things here. Um, uh, Taylor Heineke, what do you think about Taylor Heineke buying Jordans in the opposing uh, team colors as he <laughs> as he gets like the W? That. That's pretty cool. I like, I like that. that. I like that, man. It's a little flex, you know what I mean? Show a little character, show a little swag, and then and, and, uh, the team team gets behind that type of thing, you know. Especially since he's fitting up all the position players and whatnot. I think I'm an eleven. So if you're listening. <laughs> Staying on Taylor, um, the whole thing about the uh, drinking on the plane, right? I saw that. I'm like, I assumed everybody <laughs> drinks a little bit on the plane after the game. I mean, because the way they were filming it is if this is yeah. normal. No one, you know, it's not like they told to put the beer down. Yeah, I mean, I, that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. But um, really? but hey, it, it did. It caught me off guard. It caught me off guard that they got in trouble for it. That's what, okay. that's what I'm saying. Okay. It caught me off guard that they got in trouble for it. I mean, I don't know. But then also next time, man, man just don't put it on the camera. That's all. Man. And I, I think mean, I think that was kind of Ron's Ron's thought on it as well. Yeah. Last so. the last the last one I got for you just kind of settled a little debate that uh, Ken and I've had with with some with some people before. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not, not between us, you know. Okay. We kind of on the same page. <laughs> We've got this debate where before the season started, people thought we should trade Deron Payne and pay Montez Sweat. The season has gone on, and now assuming they can't pay both of these guys, are you making the payment to the investment in Deron Payne, keeping Payne and Allen together? Mm. Or you make an investment in paying an edge rusher, someone like Montez Sway, if you can only pick one, who you're picking and why? Because God. we may have this, we may have this dilemma. Yeah. My goodness. Well, this, this is facing us. They're gonna have to make that decision because if they end up paying pain, uh, there's almost no way they're gonna end up keeping sweat. Yeah. Because Chase because Chase is coming up. But Chase will be coming it, up. And then you got Cam Curl and some other guys that are due yeah. for some contracts. So yeah. You got some, you got some conundrums going on right there. You got some pickles to yeah. be in. Pm um, Armstrong, what do you think, man? I tell you, Deron Payne has has earned every dollar he's gonna make, and I think that you, I think you got to find a way to keep him in Burgundy and Gold. I really do. Um, and shoot, man, you got to figure it out. And, and 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 really, you look on the offensive side. So let's say, hey, you know. Carson eventually that 28 million is going to be freed up somewhere. So maybe it means you got to go like, Hey, we're going to franchise you, but then we're going to, you know, we're going to get you, get you signed soon or, you know, something you got to figure out how to keep him in there. Cause them two, I mean, that's just like, that's like Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson just lining up and just battering on people. And you think you're done with one Tyson. Oh, here comes another one. That's, (laughs) that's just, that's absolutely fresh. So absolutely. And my, my thing is, um, what concerns me about the franchise is, as an organization in recent history, we've not handled the franchise tag very well. Going with the Kirk Cousins situation, Brandon Sheriff, to name to name a few. And I know franchise tag isn't always a bad thing, but it hasn't always worked out when we franchise our guys. They end up walking in and taking money yeah. somewhere else kind of deal. So I hope they just work on a contract and get it signed. Yeah. Our reasoning, as we discussed it, our reasoning was – Good or bad, the way the defensive ends by committee has has played uh, in Chase's absent, I would, as a GM, would probably roll the dice and re-sign at a lower contract, the, the Ibadas, the Two Hills, 
James yeah. Smith, Williams guys have those guys opposite of Chase Young. If I believe Chase is going to come back and be that guy, let those guys play opposite of Chase. And I invest the money in that front because clearly that has made a difference on our defense when quarterbacks and when no running backs can't come up the middle. Yep. And I can pay less a guy as opposed to Montez. And I know stat is the big ESPN highlight reel, but they talk about how, how setting the edge is an important thing. But, man, yeah. those guys are proven. And, I mean, the two heels, the the, the uh, James Smith-Williams and the, the FL bottle, those guys are proven. We can play as a unit. Yeah. Put them opposite of Chase, and I will pay my um, paying and keep paying it out together. That's yeah. kind of our theory behind it. So I'm, I, I'm, I think I would agree wholeheartedly. I think I would agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I think if hindsight was twenty twenty, you go way back and you probably don't make a trade, and then you save that money and yes. try to spend that on you know, a, you know, either a improve the team or you know, pay some of those guys on the outset. So, yeah, um, yeah Deron Payne is 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 balling, and I'm sure his people are saying, nah, we'll talk after the season, but <laughs> yeah. I'll be sending him, I'll be sending him little love notes like, this, <laughs> this dollar amount work? What you think, yeah. man? We trying to yeah. keep you here for something special. Let me slide this number over to you. Take a look at it, see what you yeah, think. Yeah, man, have John Allen ask him, man, what are you thinking, man? You want to? Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. His, have his Alabama boy uh, put up yeah. good work. And I, I, I mean, you know, like, let's say, let's say, let's say, you know, Deron's like, you know what? I really do like it here. I like the people, but, you know, I don't want to do a five year. You know, I'm willing to do like a, a very lucrative two or three year deal. Okay. You know, it, it maybe he does something like that. And I don't know the salary cap side. Of it. I don't, I don't know that stuff. Right. right. But maybe, maybe there's some way that can be, you know, structured that, allows you to keep a few more pieces and you know because uh, I, I think if you if if he if I'm if I'm Deron Payne I'm thinking one I know I'm gonna get paid regardless he's right. gonna get paid but regardless. but for me and he's coming from Alabama who's got a winning pedigree so the you shoot if you gotta if you feel like you're building something good here then maybe he tries to stick around and be a part of that yeah no I, I hope so man I really hope that there I mean at, at the end of the day as a fan we hope that they will work out a deal to have uh, sweat and pain back on this team. Mm-hmm. But the odds of they're being able to do both, I think, is slim. I'm not going to say it's impossible. Yeah. I think it's slim. And so that's why we kind of had the topic, the discussion, um, even here. And we talked about some fans at the bar and just asking people, what, just what are the opinions? Because it's, it's, it's most likely a dilemma the GM, Ron, and those guys are going to have to make. And yeah. Yeah. It was it was interesting that we got a little bit of both sides. People, yeah. Some people wanted sweat, and I said, "Man, give me they've pain been, up at the middle and solidify that they, front." And they've all been, but they've all been playing so well. You know what I mean? I I, I would say that Duran has been more, Duran's been more dominating across the board. I mean, he's yeah. stopping the run, he's knocking down passes. I mean, he's just showing up and you're like, "You need a big play here, come ninety four. Like it's it's yeah. getting to be into that, getting to be in that world. So, um, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's one of those deals, and we'll wrap this up here. It's one of those deals where even even running running backs aren't concerning me. I mean, when we played Tennessee, I wasn't too concerned about Derrick Henry. And in fact, I was at work the other day, and and uh, and one of my coworkers has uh, Saquon Barkley on his fantasy team, so he started kind of talking some noise. I said, "Man, I tell you what," I said, "Saquon Barkley won't even get eighty yards." Mm. Saquon's having a great year. I said, "Saquon won't get a great yard." I said, "Win or lose." 
whether Washington win or lose this game, Saquon is getting 80. Saquon Barkley, um, Anthony, had 81 yards total. That's receiving and rushing. See? That's and I said he wouldn't get 80 rushing. Yeah, you were right. I mean, the, the, they can stop the run. If you can stop the run and then make people one-dimensional, uh, it, it works out well for you. So Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Well, that, that was kind of it, man. This has been fun. Uh, I always absolutely. enjoy talking to people, getting different perspectives. And, man, you can't get any better than getting the perspective of a, of a former player. So uh, we definitely appreciate you taking the time, man. Just like we told you last time, it won't be your last. Absolutely. So definitely going to get you back, man. So go ahead and tell the folks, man, where you um, where they can find you at. I see you got your um, Twitter handle there and what you're yeah. doing and, and where else they can find you on your podcast and things. Yes, indeed. Y'all check me out on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, Mr. Armstrong13. And we can talk a little football, man. We can talk a little real estate. We can talk a little, little bourbon, a little whiskey if you like to. I'm open for all of that. Um, and then you can check out the show, the Believe in Commanders uh, show. It's on all your streaming platforms. We, we're even on that uh, YouTube somewhere, too, on the Believe Network YouTube page. So uh, we're all, all over the place. So check us out. Hear what we got going on. And uh, I appreciate y'all having me over here. Absolutely, Absolutely, man. And, 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 and we didn't touch it all at the beginning, but uh, as a lot of people know, Reggie and I are behind enemy lines here in Dallas, but so is so is uh, Mr. Anthony Armstrong. Uh, the, right. the three of us are, are all in the same general area, uh, representing hard for, for Washington commanders and, and their fans. And again, I know Reggie said it. I want to uh, give you my thanks for, for taking a, a piece of your time out this evening. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, we definitely maybe uh, as we're hitting the playoffs, because we are going to make the playoffs, we'll uh, bring you back on and we'll talk about the playoff run that we're about to have. Uh, but until awesome. until next time, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace right. out, y'all. We'll see y'all later. All right, Anthony. Thank you, bud. You got it, man. Talk to y'all.